Building dreams on the Young Money Show, where entrepreneurial dreams become a reality. The biggest poison in us is regret. I think there are a lot of people that have dreams and aspirations of things that they always wanted to do, but it wasn't the right time, or they didn't have enough money, or they didn't have enough experience. It's never the right time. You're never going to have the right experience. And all of a sudden, you wake up and you're 70. And you're like, God, I wish I could have done it. It's what you don't do that screws with you later on. I get one shot at this life. This is it. And I don't want to go through life being the 80% version of me. I don't want to look back and be like 77 and be like, I didn't do that. There's so much I want to do, and I love life so much, I don't want to miss it. Hey, how you doing? My name is Taku David, and you are tuned into a brand new segment of The Young Money Show, the show where we talk to young people that are making a change, making a difference, making an impact. Today, I'm joined by a young man whose surname tells us everything about him and the future that we expect from this gentleman. I'm with Mike Rich, a 25-year-old businessman. He's the CEO of Better Brands, and he's a multi-versatile entrepreneur. Mike, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's, it's really a pleasure, Mike. Um, I've gotten to chat to you for you know just a few minutes and get a bit of an appreciation for what you're doing. And I think one of the things that stands out about you is that you're such a young man yeah. with such a vast amount of experience. You know, it doesn't seem like you, you started yesterday. Yeah. So, so um, maybe if you can just share with us, uh, who is Mike Rich and what is he about? What does he do? Um, thank you so much for that. Um, Mike Rich is a 25-year-old, like you put it, uh, Zimbabwean, very ambitious and driven. Um, if you look at the things that I really value, uh, you will realize it really has nothing to do with business. I'm a person that cares about people in general, and that is what has led me to the position of business, to the position where I help my community. Uh, but I'm a young, driven, and um, uh, um, motivated individual. How did you really get your start out in business? Okay, uh, so it uh, goes back to 10 years ago. You know, after having gone through life, uh, I went to five primary schools in different cities. I did my grade one in Kariba. I did um, my grade two, grade three, Frank Johnson in Waterfalls. I then went on to do um, uh, some schooling in Domboshava as well at, at Satse Primary School. I then came back to Harare uh, where I did my grade six, grade seven at Eastridge Primary School. Um, I say this to say, you know, from a very young age with all the moving and all the ups and downs and, and not a very favorable upbringing, I've always had a mindset of wanting to succeed, of, of wanting to be better, of wanting to change my situation. So, you know, I meet people today and some of them are amazed of, of what I am doing as a 25-year-old. But for me, it's really a journey that started over 10 years ago. Um, I've always wanted to, to provide for my family at the very least. Uh, and I'm just happy I can do that and, and provide for the people around me as well. And um, in, in that story and how you developed it, you know, what would you say was maybe your big break where you said, okay, fine, this is serious. I'm now at the big leagues. You know, I'm, I may be, you know, 20 years old, 19 years old, but I'm doing things seriously. I'm, I'm working at a professional level. Um, I think it's when, when I was 19 and being part of um, um, uh, an, an initiative of bringing Barcelona to Zimbabwe. And I think I realized... I was now doing big things because I always used to get into meetings with ministers 
and they would regard me as an older person and naturally I would always act like an older person yeah but that made me realize that oh you know I'm actually dealing with with big decision makers at, at national level okay and 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 so now share with me I understand that you were also involved in a magazine called hashtag Yeah. And that was I I remember seeing hashtag at the different service stations yeah. when I was going about yeah. you know apart from the hashtag you worked with Barcelona yeah. apart from that you were also in the real estate space yeah. uh, apart from that I understand you also manager currently uh, yeah. manager for Takura yeah. Uh, yeah. on top of your role as a CEO for for better brands correct yeah so how is it that you're able to manage all these different aspects and uh-huh. ensure that you're productive across the board Um thank you it's a great question. Um I think time is very important and how you manage your time. So uh, I live a very routine life. You know, I don't go to parties, I don't drink. Um I don't do certain things. So that allows me to focus all of my time on on my work. So it's a bit of an obsession, which is what I really encourage anyone who's trying to be successful. Uh with the very little success I've had, I can tell you comfortably that you need to be very obsessed to even make it out here these days. There's so much um uh, people and so many brands out there pursuing the same attention and the same money that customers have. So you have to obsess on a customer to understand them better than everyone else. You have to obsess on your craft so that you're the best at what you do. So everything falls in place when 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 you obsess over your work, which is what I do here. Yeah. And now talking about obsession. Yeah. Um and you know your journey and where you are i understand i was d- a little bit of homework on you because okay. there's no one that comes into the studio that we don't do homework on <laughs> great, and i saw great. a post of yours that said um this isn't the same mic yeah. that that slept on pavements yeah would you want to share with us what that story was about oh wow you really went deep um briefly there there was an episode um when my mother was still alive um and things went very well at the time where we lost almost everything Uh, back when I was about uh, grade five, grade six, and I wasn't going to school at that particular point, and we found ourselves, you know, destitute without shelter for about a month. So we used to stay um, the building called uh, Life Towers. It'd be Life Tower, which is mm. close to the park, and would bath in the park at 5 a.m. in the morning, and literally I'd spend the whole day going to my mom's friends. to sort of like ask for money, ask for favors and, and things of that sort. That was before um we we then uh got a bit of help and then things became better, but uh, there was that stint in my life where you know we 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 were destitute. Yeah. You know, th- so that that's sort of, you know, how I link, you know, this with the obsession conversation, yeah. you know, how yeah. important was having that experience yeah. in fueling you and and focusing focusing your mind, yeah. you know, and being obsessed about what you're doing yeah. to to creating a a, a better future for you and your family how important was that experience very very important because you see when it comes to family that's taken care of but what that did to me is it made me realize that the vision and the goal is bigger than me so you know i su- i support Salem Children's Village Home which is in Epworth which is run by Pastor Rosemary God bless her soul she takes care of 150 kids and i contribute basically on everything for them and it emanates from that place where we didn't have anything and i sort of like had a covenant with god early on that he would make me wealthy actually he would make me a billionaire but for the reason of taking care of his people mm. so as i worked towards that billionaire status uh, and 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 i earned some money and resources i always channeled towards other people because that's the promise i have uh, with god 
That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's not very often that you that you hear you know someone sharing that type of um, deep and passionate connection with God. Yeah. So it's interesting to know that you know you've got that um, that direction that you know that yeah. north direction that you focus on. Thank you. Yeah. Now um, I understand. Yes, you are a CEO. You're mm. an entrepreneur. You're a manager. Yeah. But your your real skill is is your capacity and your ability in sales yeah and what was it really that got you interested in the field of sales i know a lot of people just consider sales to be you know a secondary thing to focus on yeah. but what made you focus on sales as this being something that would be make or break for your business for your career okay um you at the time when i was an accountant doing acca uh, at financial focus group um I was very good at the figures, but I never really enjoyed it. So I sought out to find something that I would enjoy. And being on the internet, I came across some sales gurus in America, your Grant Cadons, your Gary Vaynerchuks. And I just got obsessed, you know. There's a whole year when I never listened to music. All I did was listen to podcasts, hmm. read sales books, and just um, obsess over the concept of selling. And you realize just after that year, I then just took off, you know, my confidence, my ability. And I think everyone is a salesperson in some capacity. We're all selling something. We're selling ourselves. We're selling an idea. We're selling investors on our brand. Everyone's selling. And I realized at an early age that if I mastered that art, I can find myself in any position in the world. Yeah. I think one of the big things I've taken from this interview, and I think this is something that I want to share with the, with the audience and also pick your mind on it, yeah. is, you know, people look at you, Mike, and I'm sure people see you all the time, see you as a 25-year-old guy and think, ah, you know, he's driving I actually a nice feel like car. I'm 40. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. if you saw his car, you'd think he's 40. Yeah. You know, he's driving a nice car, he's dressed well. Yeah. You know, people would perhaps think maybe, you know, you you someone who just inherited a silver spoon. Yeah. But um, how how... How hard is it? I think now we would need to reiterate to these people that, you know, how hard has it actually been or how hard do you need to work to achieve, you know, the, the amount of success that you've reached at this young age, you know, where a lot of people would take it for granted and think, you know, it's just a walk in, a par in the park yeah. or, you know, this guy was just gifted. How much hard work is related to where you are? Um, it's a lot of hard work and, 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 and thinking about it will also almost bring like tears to my eyes because like I've sacrificed a lot, you know, I've sacrificed relationships, um, opportunities to have a good time, and all of that I've had to 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 give away to be where I am. So, the the sacrifice is just too much. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, I do want people to succeed. If you choose the path that I've chosen, just be prepared to give up almost everything and just be hands-on with your work. But but surely, Mike, you know, um, reaching your level at a, at such a young age, yeah. you still got to enjoy yourself a little bit, eh? Yeah. Um, what do you do for fun? You know, how do you enjoy? Um, what what? Yeah. What do you enjoy doing? You know, how do you enjoy the success that you've been able to amass at such a young age? I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. Um, I'm actually planning to do a Europe tour next year, uh, six countries, and just go around. Basically, it's like a three months vacation. Um, and I think that's the beauty, you know, when you, when you sacrifice certain things, you get to a point where you can afford certain things and you're able to do those things for yourself. So I'm, I'm, I'm in that position where, you know, if I wake up, I want to go somewhere, I can just go without thinking about it too much. So those, those are the spoils. I also have a very, very beautiful dog. Uh, it's an English bulldog. So I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. I spend a lot of time. His name is Pancho. I spend a lot of time with him. We take walks. And he's also very popular, so a lot of people come around, and you know we get to to start relationships as well. Now, um, 
let's get, let's get to the to the thing that I think a lot of people are interested to hear about. You are CEO of Better Brands. Correct. Yeah. What I know that the brand has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Better Brands Petroleum. Yeah. You know, has recently set itself up fully. Yeah. What are you guys doing, and uh, what's the business about? Uh, you know, I, I want to commend my brother Scott Sakupanya. Uh, he's, he's he's my partner in the business. Um, you know, he's, he's he's one guy that sees potential and supports potential. Uh, Better Brands Petroleum was birthed because of, of of that understanding, and what we do as Better Brands Petroleum is we we're a solution provider in terms of energy for industries, logistics companies, mines. We have tailor-made packages for different customers where we we supply them bulk fuel. But the the, the beauty of Better Brands Petroleum is that there's a growth trajectory. As we're speaking, we are setting up service stations. We will have about 20 service stations by end of next year which will be branded Better Brands. As we speak, we already have two. Um, we are also uh, investing in our uh, uh, logistics department. So we're also bringing in a fleet of trucks. Mm. Uh, so it's a company that's here to stay. It's a going concern. And um, you, you know, you come to our offices with a very good team as well, which makes that possible. Uh, something I'm very proud of. And you know, um, being in, in the sort of partnership that you're in, you are in, how valuable or invaluable is it to have you know mentors like scott mm-hmm. um mentors um other mentors that you've mentioned yeah that have, have been there to help you as a young man as you discover you know the ropes of business mm-hmm. and experience more in business how important has that been for your growth trajectory it's very good because it sets a tone of the level at which you're playing the game so mm. if you look at most of my friends they're 40 year olds 50 year olds mm. really uh, do you see me with anyone younger you know mm-hmm. that the, the nature of the conversation, the quality of the knowledge gets very different at that level. So it's very important. I encourage anyone uh, to to find a mentor. And Grant Cardone is one of my mentors. Is in America. We only recently started talking personally, but for many years he mentored me, and I never met him or spoken to him. So because of the new age of internet, you can be mentored by anyone. You don't have to sit down for lunch to get mentorship anymore. And t- tell me, you you know you seem to have had a niche. Of, yeah. I, I understand things were tough at the beginning, yeah. but you seem to have had a niche to find yourself in the right places. Yeah, you know, have was your positioning intentional, or this is something that just you, you fumbled onto? Uh, God's grace. Yeah. You know, I, I, my steps are guided. So a lot of things that I do, a lot of things that happen to me. Sometimes I do not even know they're happening, but. I have a grace of being able to be in the right place at the right time. But also the bedrock of that is value addition. Uh, I think that's the tangible. Whenever you're adding value to the universe, the universe will always add value back to you. Mm. So you then start to attract the things that you want. Every project I get onto, I never worry about the money. I only focus on the value proposition. Someone will find me with the money or I'll find someone with the money. So value addition is key. I would encourage anyone starting out, just be valuable as a person. Offer value upfront for free and you find yourself in the positions you want to be in. Speaking about value, um, you you mentioned this earlier and I think this is something we need to touch on again Uh is, you know, you giving back to the community as well. You're not just someone who's here for a short time, but you're here to uh, give back to the community. Tell us about your work with uh, Salim Children Home Uh and and what's motivated you really to to give back uh, in that way. Okay, so um, you have um, your families in Epworth that have grand 
parents taking care of them because their parents either passed away or they they're not capable of taking care of them so what 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 has happened in Salem is it has become a school for those kids where they come grade one to grade seven uh, they're sheltered their teachers that educate them and they're also fed every day because some of these children don't have food at their, their houses so they look forward to that one meal a day mm. uh, but there's education the pass rates they have been very very good lately uh, I've sort of like put my weight behind it. I support them. I pay the teachers, pay their rentals. Um, we're also going to do a Christmas party for them end of this year. Something that I'm also behind. Um, I'm looking at buying land and building an actual school for them next year. So I'm very much involved and passionate about that particular project. If you come to my company with a policy, every employee must find a charity that they support and contribute to every month so that the purpose is bigger than themselves. And, you know, they wake up every morning for those kids, for those old age people versus, you know, personal finances. Wow, that's big, eh? That's big. And I like yeah. that company policy. I think yeah. more should have that. Yeah, thank now, you know, yeah. our time is running out. I'd love to chat to you for forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're a role model to many. And uh, obviously there's someone out there who's listening to you. They mm-hmm. see you as a young guy and they want to emulate you. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put you on the spot. Uh, if someone is to call you Mbinga, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the term as a whole and how sort of youth in Zimbabwe have perhaps maybe focused more on the title rather than the process? Um, yeah, there's a lot of that. I've been called that in some circles. Um, I, at some point, people used to call me Money Mike. Um, you know, it's a, it's a positive name, but, you know, you shouldn't let those sort of things get to your head. Easily, they will get to your head. I've seen people fall. Uh, because of that sort of uh, thing. So for me, I'm not really much into it, but you know, you can never control people. Sometimes mm. people see something and um, they, they'll say whatever they want to say. You know, you can't, you can't stop people from calling you names. Yeah? And for my young billionaire brothers that are listening now yeah. that, you know, probably going to make their first, you know, first million by mm. 24, 25, 26, yeah. or that are going to experience, you know, a lot of success, a lot of fame, a lot of popularity. Uh-huh. Um, what would you share for them to keep their heads, to keep their cool? Um, spirituality is very important. You need to have a purpose for yourself. You know, back in the days I used to party, used to do all these things. But now when my purpose is taking care of people, if I made a million dollars, I know where it's going. The, the most dangerous thing is to make money without a plan for that money uh, because you end up doing all sorts of things. It's, mm. it's almost like a spirit, you know. Money is almost like a spirit. When you make half a million dollars, you're a different person mm. and you can lose half a million dollars. I know from experience. But uh, the important thing is to have a vision and then the money comes into the vision and you just have to make sure it's a good vision. Lovely. Mike Rich at 30, where are we? Um... Maybe closer to a billion. Uh, I know it takes time and a lot of work, but I'm very uh, positive. But the purpose for that, I can only use so much money as an individual. It's it's the sooner that happens, the sooner I can I can I can take care of, of God's people. So I'm very much aggressive when it comes to that. Um, probably not have any family kids yet at 30, but. Um, I would love to add more value to other people. I would love to inspire more people, teach more people, and uh, be be great, basically. 
Wow, ladies and gentlemen, that is Mike Rich. Mike, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you for sharing, for you know, me. sharing your story with with everyone, sharing your story with me, sharing your story with Zimbabwe. Yeah, bless your soul. Thank you so much for having me. Only a pleasure. My name is Taku David, and this has been another episode of the Young Money Show, where we talk to people like Mike that are making an impact through their efforts, through their passions, and through their faith. My name is Taku Dave. We're out.